the expression from the music inspired me so much to take risks and it inspired damn near the whole rap game. Hello again, I'm Adam Unz. You may know me as the host of The Opus, and now I'm bringing my own show, The Spark Parade, to the Consequence Podcast Network. I speak with artists and creatives about the cultural artifacts that spark their personal interest and creativity, whether it's music, books, movies, video games, or any other kind of art. I've never spoke about it in this amount of detail. I'm suddenly going, oh my God, I'm blowing my own mind here, Christ. It's, it's actually a giant part of my life. By talking about the things we love, we share and discover insights into our personality and the things that drive us. It's just magic, really. I mean, frustrating and it makes some people angry, but I don't think anyone's ever done anything like it. I speak with people like Connor Robers, Phoenix's Thomas Mars, Chris Gethard, Helen Hong, Adrian Young, and more, so their sparks of inspiration can start a fire in you. I'm grateful for those who continue to put our history and who we are as a people in the forefront and make you see it. Find the Spark Parade wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, what's up? Welcome to the show. Feeling good with Duddy. That's me. Let's, Let's go. go. Right on. What's happening? Welcome back to another episode of Feeling Good with Duddy. As always, I'm joined with my brother and my co-host, Jake Bushnell. Hello. And we are joined with two very cool guests today from the world of MMA. Actually, my brother brought them in. Jake, why don't you take it? I will. All right. Hello, everybody. Yes, today we have a good friend of mine, Anthony Gonzalez, striking coach to many professional soccer player in the past, Muay Thai guy, and we have a bright and shining up-and-coming MMA fighter, 25 years old. Happy birthday yesterday, by the way. Thank you. Mr. Jalen Turner in the studio. Yep. Welcome, boys. So, real quick, um, I met Anthony. I started training at a gym around the corner from my house, and he was, he, was, he was training professional fighters there, but he would also do some classes for, you know, just stick your butt out and wing terrible punches guys like me. <laughs> and uh, we struck up a friendship pretty quickly. So touching on an episode we had a few episodes ago, just being nice. Anthony was, was extremely nice, easy to talk to, a good dude. We kept in contact. I cut his hair for a while. And now that I have a podcast with my brother, here he is. And he brought one of his friends along. And uh, let's get into it, boys. So, Duddy, take it away. Right on. First off, thank you guys so much for coming down here. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank spending some time with us. Uh, we're very stoked to have you. <clears throat> and I was really curious, a uh, question I wanted to ask you guys about. Um, I grew up playing sports, you know, um, baseball and basketball and, and things like that. Team sports, you know, but like teams, like we're wearing the same uniform yeah. and we call ourselves, you know, whatever, the butt kickers or that was our team name <laughs> in soccer. So Butt pirates. You name your team and we go with it. <laughs> we were the butt kickers. All right. Yeah. Uh, so, but that was like one of my favorite parts of being on a team um, and playing sports was like the camaraderie, like the team yeah. camaraderie. And you're out there and you're playing, you know, always a little bit for yourself, but you're out there you know, for your team and you want to perform well and you don't want to let your teammates down. And there's almost just this family, like brotherhood vibe that comes with that. And I always loved that. Um, you know, and, and I always, I made so many good friends through that, that I'd still hang out with the, to this day. And where I was going with that was, you know, me and my brother grew up, loved watching boxing, you know, before MMA was really a thing. And, you know, it was huge. We loved it, but it just seemed like, I think you were saying earlier, they say it's the loneliest sport. Yeah. Like, in team sports, you win, you lose with a team. Your yeah. emotions are shared with a bunch of people. In boxing, I've, I have I had always heard that when you lose, man, it's lonely. You're in a shower alone, and all the glitz and glamour and all the cheers that you get every time you win kind of die away until you get that next win. And we were thinking about, since you are coach and fighter, in MMA, even though it is an individual sport, Jalen, you walk into the ring alone every time, but it does feel like there is more of a team in MMA like you have people to go back to that are going to pat you on the back and and build you back up how does it feel being you know in an individual sport but you have a team do you get the team vibe yeah I, you definitely get the team vibe you get it more like behind the scenes like with the people you train with and your coaches and um you know like how all that how all that plays out it's it's lonely and individual when you go out and perform versus you know a team sport like you're performing with the team that you train with so um you know, that's, that's my insight on it. You do feel like when 
whether you win or lose, when you go back home, there are a group of people that are going to pick you up, right? They're going to have your back? Yeah, they're always going to have your back. They're always going to – well, you know, if you got a good coach and you got people that really care about you, they're going to have your back. Yeah, true. I guess there could be yeah. both. And yeah. I guess I, I think, uh, you know, with, with MMA, and this is just from an outsider point of view, that I feel like I, I hear a lot of, like – you know, fighters pumping up other fighters a lot, and um, and that that's in their camp, you know, and they're they're yeah. they're in in ringside when they're fighting, and they're helping out. And I guess I just I don't really see that as much in boxing. Seems like more of like a camp vibe in MMA. But like I said, I could be wrong. Yeah, especially with with in boxing, you'll get guys who are like they they build themselves around their own camp. Yeah, yes. and then that's it. Like it's about them. Like they're they're going through the ranks of fighting all these people, trying to build their name, build their name, and then get up there. MMA is a little bit different because you always need these different training partners. You need uh, guys to roll with, do jujitsu. You need guys to spar with, do Muay Thai, kickboxing, everything. So you, ha- you have like a good set of guys, and you-, you tend to bring those guys consistently back into camp. Oh, that makes, yeah. that makes a lot of sense. So you, yeah, so yeah. you get that camaraderie. There's a lot of different yeah. sides to MMA where yes. I'm not saying anything against boxing. I still yeah. love it. Um, I guess it's more not one-sided, but, you know, yeah. you're, you're, you're punching and you're blocking and you're dodging. Yeah. And MMA, you got to worry about getting taken down. you yeah. got to worry about catching a kick. You know, yeah. uh, there's, I guess there's more to it. You could be the best striker in the gym and maybe you're not as good on the ground. So you need, I guess in boxing, if you're the best boxer in the gym, you're, the best you're just boxer. boxing you're the best. everyone yeah. up. That's yeah. it. And then but, the coaches are just picking out like, oh, this younger guy that's coming up. We're going to pay him to, to come in and spar you. And that's all he's going to do. Yep. He's not working with you on anything else. He's just going to come in, give you three rounds, and send him home. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's Where cool. in MMA, you could be the striker of the world, but this wrestler over here who yeah. maybe can't even throw a punch will just dummy you on the ground. So you need him. Yeah. You do need yeah. more people. Yeah, I've met people like that, actually. Like, I've had, like, worked with wrestlers or like, really good jiu-jitsu people. And then like I'm like, hey, like, you're going to be my friend now. Yeah, I like, need like, you. Yeah, keep yeah. you close. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that I never thought about it like that, but that's true. You and then gotta... they they gain off of like a striker. So say if you're going with the wrestler with the striker, then they gain that striking experience off of you. So it, it builds you both up. And then a lot of times too, you're not in the same weight class, or you're working in a different like promotion or anything mm-hmm. like that. So you guys get a build up together, and then it's not really a competition. There's a com- there's a competitiveness, but it's not really against each other. It's in that moment. Yeah. But outside of that, you're just like, all right, well, cool. Like, I want to see you do good. I'm going to do good because we're working together. I never thought That's cool. That. Yeah. You might be in Bellator. I'm in the UFC. Yeah. We're the same weight class, but we can, we're going for different championship yeah. belts. So you can really, really root yeah. for another person while you're training with yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And even diff- different levels of like guys that have been in the UFC for a long period of time. So you're getting those guys that, that have that. Not saying on the tail end of their their career, but like closer towards that end, and where like a guy like Jalen coming in, being able to work with somebody like that, they'll gain that experience, gain that little bit of knowledge. Like, and obviously you don't you want to be your indi- individual self. You're never going to change your fighting style to match somebody else's, which is completely fine. Mm-hmm. So you'll but you'll pick up little things, being like, ah, that's a good cue to yeah. to have. That's a good like little bit that of advice he can give yeah. me so I can take that on my career and like yeah. build up, build upon that and make it my own. I love that. I mean, that kind of touches on to our last episode, what we were talking about and a little bit of where I want to go with today, where it's like last time we talked about, uh, you know, loyalty was our thing and with cheese, our manager and, and trusting and listening. Um, but also, you know, staying true to yourself. Yeah. Like you said, you don't want to change your style. No. You got to have your own style and be true to yourself, but you also don't want to be closed minded and, and mm-hmm. you want to listen to those people, especially someone like you said, who's been in it a long time, might be on his way out, but he, he learned so much on that yeah. way. If, you, if you're not going to listen to that and take what you can from that, then you're just, you're hindering yourself. You yeah. know, you're not allowing yourself and everything he might say might not make sense to you and it might not work for you, but he might say one thing that will just you know, take you down a whole nother path that you wouldn't have gone. And uh, that kind of goes on to today's subject. We always try to like to have one thing, uh, at least on the show, you know, about just positive and inspiring. And today's subject, having, you know, a fighter and his coach here, we wanted to talk about teamwork. And, you know, it's very important, even on a a sport where Jalen has to go into a ring at the end of the day by himself. He's in there. There's it's it's just him. You know, his team could do whatever they can for him, but at that moment, it's just him. But you know, like we were just talking about along the way, I'm sure he's had people that have given him tips and just pointers and just inspirational stories that have led him to where he's at now. And if he was closed-minded and just like I got my style and that's just how it is, 
he probably wouldn't be, you know, as a successful fighter as he is today. And that can just really go with anything you're doing in life. You know, don't be afraid to listen to people. You don't have to do what they're saying, but you never know what, like, cool, knowledgeable tip you're going to find from someone, especially someone who's experienced in the field that you're trying to, you know, go for. Absolutely. Well, um, so let's, let's get into this. How did you guys meet? When I first met you, I don't think that you were a striking coach with Jalen at that point in time. No. I've, I've known Anthony for about five years now. How long have you guys been working together? And let's go, Jalen, how'd you meet Anthony? Shoot, it's, it, man, like what, three years, two years, two, three years? Yeah, ever since you started like really coming in Aruka. So I started training at Aruka. I will help Michael Bisping out for his training camp with Anderson Silva. Perfect. You were brought in to mimic Anderson. You yeah. have that body type. Yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, I started training there after. I started training consistently. Um, I think I met up with you like maybe like sometime that year. Mm-hmm. Um, started training with him. Uh, he was training with Anthony, uh, uh, Tony Ferguson, I mean, I believe. And, you know, we just hooked up and we started uh, working together. I liked his style and, you know, we just clicked. We linked. And then uh, I was already at – I was training at – speaking on loyalty, I was at my, my previous gym at Adrenaline. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I just, like, was stuck there, like, with my coaches there. And then, you know, some stuff happened, and I gravitated to Anthony and, and Jason Perillo. So he's been head coach since. And, yeah, we, we linked a long time ago. I just love his style. I love his creativity. Like, everything he brought to the table was, like, perfect for me. So you were yeah. brought into Ruka. So Ruka is an awesome gym, and we'll get into that in a minute, actually. It's in Costa Mesa. And, I mean, it was a surf company as it, it started out, but they really – bought into MMA, uh, I think originally they with BJ Penn. Yeah. yeah. So we'll, we'll get back to that in a second, but more on how you guys met. So Anthony's working at Ruka, and Jason Perillo's there, and he's a big – he was Bisping's striking coach. And and so you were, you're working – he's his what? With, oh, with BJ and stuff Oh, with like BJ that. and yeah, everyone. No, yeah, yeah, Perillo, Cyborg, yeah. everybody. Yeah. You see the videos. Um, you're working there just – Help. So you just come into Ruka, and yeah. Anthony's just there. Yeah. You guys maybe just pair up, hey, let's run some combinations, and it just starts to feel right. Yeah. Is, is yeah. it a personality thing, or, or at first is it a pads I'm, thing? I'm big on connections. Like, yeah. if I can't vibe with you, I, I don't want to work with you. Yeah. And he had a cool vibe, good connection. He knew what he was talking about. Like, it was just – the number one thing that, that sold me with him was he said, you know, do what you want. You know, just we'll, we'll fine-tune things. We'll, we'll build off of this. We'll build off of that. You know, like don't change your style exactly like we were saying earlier. And I was like, you know, that's so knowledgeable, like to take that from a fighter and, and fine-tune those things. So it made, it made me feel really good about, you know, still being creative and picking apart old things and, and building with new things. I love that. I love that. And, what's that? No, I love that. Yeah, so so you okay, and now let's go the other way. So you you know you see Jalen come into the gym, and what happens? You guys obviously just yeah, pair you, up. Yeah, you, uh, he came in. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he was working with Bisbing and and working with his camp. So he's he's main uh, Bisbing's main sparring partner. And you see, like as a coach or anything like that, or like even uh, fighting prior to that, you see talent. Mm-hmm. Like you see where you can like like highlights of stuff and like oh and then you can see glimpses of like what what he can actually do because at times he was trying to mimic and then he would be himself and when he'd be himself he'd be like ah all right but when he's not mimicking anybody and he's just being himself and he can flow through that 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 flow state and just continuously move and and mm-hmm. be him you saw the like ah, all right you can see where it's, you can take him and he's he was so young at the time too Still, 22? Still young. Yeah, he's still young. <laughs> Must have met him yeah. at 22 then. Maybe yeah. even 21. Oh, yeah. Depending I'm on 24, by the way. 24. Oh, you're, oh, you turned 24? Yeah. My bad. Oh, Happy yeah. 24th birthday. <laughs> Thank you. Don't Damn. be making him older than he that. is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he still has time. He still has time. So he's so, yeah, in so, there acting like Anderson Silva, yeah, essentially. So, he's, he's, but so then, he's, he's mimicking, but then when he'd, he'd open up and kind of just like forget that, he's like, I don't have to be Anderson, just be be him. He, You'd see him like, Kind of do, do some a stuff. Better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of do some stuff. More natural. Yeah, so more natural. So you see awesome. glimpses of that, and then like we'd always we'd always talk. Like it was, I'm the type of guy that I'll never ask you to work with me. Like I leave that up to the fighters. Like, yeah. like I don't want to push anybody to to leave what what they're doing or, or who they're working with to to come. Like, hey, leave those guys and just let's get some work in. And then uh, we ended up talking, obviously, like through conversation. Like, hey, we should work sometime. I'm like, yeah, definitely. So that's how it kind of like groomed into us working together, and then the last uh, two three fights, yeah, kind of just 
really, really putting in the time to to work in camps and getting him more fine tuned in in his style of fighting, like highlighting more of his capabilities and and what he can do in a fight. So, so that, I love I love the the little insight yeah. that you were brought into mimic Anderson, and so of course you're doing his movements, you know, but. Obviously, say Bisping's charging in with a combination or something. You're going to revert to what you're going to be. So little glimpses of you shine through. Anthony's there, and he just sees that, sees something that he – and I love how you approach things where you meet a fighter and you're not – you don't have some system where you're like, all right, you're going to train with me. Here comes the Anthony system in your face. You're like, no, (laughs) I see what you do. I'm just going to try to help shine – but you know, add some shine to whatever you're doing. Yeah. And you're a big footwork guy. I yeah, know that. Huge. I mean, Anthony's a mega footwork dude. Sometimes he'd have a salsa dancing in the class, like yeah. seriously, you know? And, um, and so I would say, what are, what do you guys, what are you focusing on right now? Do you have a fight booked? No, you don't have one booked. No, I just had a meniscus surgery. That's right. Oh, yes. Yeah, no. so you had the last fight, which was a tough fight. And then, and, um, you had their surgery right after that. And you're a striker, obviously. Actually, let me ask you this for Jalen. What did, what was the first thing you did? A takedown, a punch? What did you start in, in mixed martial arts as? <laughs> Te- technically, it would be a takedown. Wrestling then? Yeah, that's the first thing I did was wrestle. High school? Yeah. Okay, And cool. then uh, they cut, a bunch of cuts, they cut the program, and I broke my finger before the season started, so oh. I, didn't, I didn't wrestle anymore. Mm-hmm. But that's what started my whole interest for MMA was that. Did you watch MMA before that, or you no? no you didn't just watch MMA, nothing. And then, I mean, I see you as I mean, you're long, you're lanky, and you're aggressive. You don't like the your feeling out process is just get in there and start throwing punches, and then making your opponent react. It seems like like are you do you like to strike for? What do you think? What's going through your head when when the fight goes down? I mean, I, I do a lot of like research. I, I watch a lot of videos, so I really get like a an idea of what I want to do, and then you know I, I listen to what my coach is going to tell me to do. Like we. Not, not game plan, but we more like strategize and fine tune things. Like try to f- uh, see see the, the little areas that we can, uh, you know, ad- advance in and, and do our best in. And as soon as the fight, uh, you know, the octagon octagon door closes, we go in there and we, you know we just I, I just see everything that we were talking about. Yeah, and it just <clears throat> just all plays out. Just all the practice and yeah. it just takes over. Yeah, it yeah. slows everything down in the cage, but he's moving at hundred miles an hour. That's cool, man. Yeah. That's got to be fun. Such a trip. That's got to just putting in all that work and then, you know, finally getting in there and get to do it. It's got to feel good, I, I would say it probably <laughs> feels good. It's got to feel good. He's a Segway and captain, dude. Speaking of feeling good, we've got a couple sponsors on this show, and, you know, we always like to have sponsors that make us feel good. Uh, and the first sponsor we're going to talk about is Proper 12 Whiskey. I love this drink. It's so good. I just really started drinking it, you know, not too long ago uh, as they uh, – you know, started helping out with the show, and it is really good. And if Jake will pour us up a couple shots. And just a heads up, before we even started recording, we sat down and Jalen just said, he pointed <laughs> at the bottle, he's all, dude, yes? Because we're like, are you in camp? Do you, we don't want, you know, we're like, we'll clear all the memorabilia off the table. We don't want to get anyone in trouble. He just pointed at the bottle and said, pop that thing right now. We're doing a pre-show shot. So this is actually shot number two. Yeah, yeah, we got so these, proper uh, 12 whiskey. I never tried it. I have to try And we got these fancy uh, Look at Anthony, shot dude. glasses. Oh, we got new shot That's glasses. right. Anthony's doing promo work <laughs> for you, dude. He's, this, we are the real deal here at Reamp Studios. Feeling good with Daddy. We got our own shot glasses. Pretty yes, much. I'm not uh, too into blondes, but I'll take this one. We'll be fine. Ooh, thanks. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> okay. Weird. But, uh, <laughs> but he, is in, he is into beards. Yeah. So, yeah. all right. Daddy's still got a chance. And, uh, you know, another sponsor oh, that we've been working with a lot is Koi, Koi CBD. They have another amazing product that I just tried yesterday for the first time. They have a hemp-infused Bava Raja. Uh, Bava Raja. Bava Raja. Just Everybody fun to say. Koi Bava Raja. It's a beverage, but if you say Bava Raja, it just rolls right off the tongue. KoiCBD.com. Check it out. Go to their website. Type in Duddy at Check out and you'll get twenty percent off. They have so many amazing products. I highly recommend it. Check it out. What's it? Baja Raja? No, it's a beverage. Oh fuck! I was gonna say if you say that three times, a secret door will open up. Okay, it's just beverage. Baja Raja. I really do like. Try chanting that. It feels good. Baja Raja. Baja Raja. Everybody needs a cold. Baja Raja. My hand is drunk by osmosis. I can't. Okay, let's take this shot. Yeah. All right, hey everybody. Baha Raja. <laughs> that is not how you say it. Cheers, cheers, cheers. 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 
So good. So good uh, for real. All right. And also, and we're back. We have Sticky Vape, another product that I use all the time. We made our own pens with this for the Dirty Heads, an amazing product. If you know me, you know I like the smoke. And I'm a busy guy, so I can't just be rolling around with big bongs and things all the time. I got one of these in my pocket, and I can do it, and no one knows, and I love it. Use, Try it. Use one at the park. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I always like to throw out just a worthless. <laughs> that's not, All right, give so it that's to kids you... at parks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't say that. Just hide, hide them in the sand and see what happens. <laughs> and then, you know what? One new one, too. I just, uh, uh, on it, uh, cool product. I, I just took uh, yesterday for the first time. It was an instant, like, memory and focused, uh, and I, I loved it. I did it again today. And last night, I took some of this uh, on it instant melatonin spray, and I hadn't slept that good in a long time. Check it out. Onit.com. Boom. Bang, dude. That was the- Back to it. It was nice. Thanks, guys. I Thanks, mean, guys. seamless, really. Yeah, I mean, was... it was so smooth, right? Did you guys like the Baba Raja song? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was my favorite part. Thanks. <laughs> All, right. All right, we're going to need to coin that. Can we get on that? Yoon, make sure I got the patent on that Baba Raja song thing. It's already a single. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> All right. So your nickname, the Tarantula. This is dope. Yeah. Okay. So before, <laughs> this is good shit. Before we get into it, I, I read something, and obviously, I know that the internet is only full of truth and facts, <laughs> yeah. right? So I read. Do you have two hundred tarantulas? Not anymore. But you did. Yeah, at one point, point, I did. Oh, yeah. The internet wow. got one right. They yeah. did it. Good job, Google. Well, they got it from the source, so they got that one right. Okay. Two hundred at one time. Yeah. Did what? you? Did they I all was, have names? Nah. Oh. I was breeding them, I was selling them, I was trading them, so I had a shitload. Like, There's was, a trade market for tarantulas. Yeah. tarantulas. Yeah. Dude, nicknames are critical. I think originality is, is critical in everything you do, especially MMA. I think a nickname is, is, is a good nickname, dude, is so crucial. It's a trademark. And it's a trademark yeah. and a good walkout song. Like I love when people choose like a classic song that everyone knows and just walk out to it every fucking time. Tarantula is such a good nickname because you're lanky. The hair looks like a tarantula, dude. You had 200 tarantulas. Like, it's a good nickname. I don't want to shit on nicknames, but I'm going to shit on some nicknames. If I hear one more person name the pit bull, dude, I swear to fucking God. I know all of Brazil is tuning out right now, but yo, no more pit bulls. Can we just... Woo, next time someone says, you're the pit bull, go, no. I, dude, you're better off being the poodle at this point. It's more unique, all right? Clay Guida, Clay the, the poodle, like something like that. He's got curly hair. You get it. He's the carpenter, I know. But tarantula is legit. You, you, you look like it. You have the tarantulas. No one else I've ever seen. We've, we've heard the spider. Yeah. Or da spider. It used spider. to. Owen Goldberg. Da spider. I'd be like, uh, eyes rolling like a fucking All slot right. machine. My favorite name was Muscle Shark. Oh, oh Sean Shirk. Shirk. That's a good name. They look like a muscle shark, dude. Fucking muscle shark? The prodigy, dude. dope. Yeah. Oh, dude. oh, what dope. about Uncle Creepy? Uncle oh, yeah. Creepy's yeah. good. Yeah. I, good. I used Trained to... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, he, I used to see him in the gym yeah. with you. Um, I used to love... Dude, you guys know Chris Lehman was originally known as the Cat Smasher. <laughs> what? Chris the Cat Smasher <laughs> Lehman. That's what... I've been watching MMA since it... Yeah, that's true. You pulled that one out of the... Dude, I think I don't know why he put. I love that. I don't you know why he had to stop. Like, like a Cat vagina smasher. type situation. Probably. Yeah. Oh, nah. I didn't even. Dang, I didn't even Full think circle. about yeah. that. You Full should have kept it. He should have been on <laughs> yeah. the creepy. But yeah. Yeah. tarantula, dude, and it's just yeah. it makes sense. You had two hundred of them. Yeah. You deserve it. Thank you. <laughs> you yeah. are the tarantula. <laughs> oh. Still freaks me out though. Like he's he's still trying to convince me that he needs to bring bring one over. Oh, I'm it's, like, it's coming. I'm starting to warm up to it. I'm like, all right, if I'm gonna be training him, I gotta get used to whatever the hell he's he's doing in his oh, life. You're damn right. Just <laughs> <laughs> put it in my palm and like, Do keep they, it there. But can they hurt you? Hell yeah. Oh, they oh, can. They can hurt you. Oh, that's not they're a not good. Gonna kill, they're, not gonna, <laughs> they're not gonna kill you or anything, but you know, yeah, but, you'll be fine. Is it like a poison thing or is it just a pain? Yeah, there's, thing? They, there's they have venom. venom levels. So like, there's some that like their venom's compared to a bee sting, or there's some that like will put you in the hospital. Have you been? I've never been bit. Really? Never. So if you're cool and you're mellow, they're not going to. They don't bite I, their own I kind. really feel like. Exactly. Exactly. I really feel like oh. you got to do something really stupid to get bit by one. 
So they are kind of tame creatures anyway. They're just scary to Depends most. Depends on the species. Okay. It's, there's some that are assholes. As soon as you open that cage, they're biting you. What? I've seen one like spew venom out of his fangs. Oh, wow. Yeah. One that you owned? Yeah. Okay. Shit. <laughs> yeah. And you didn't, you didn't hold that one? Nah. Fuck no. <laughs> so have yeah. you ever dumped a bucket of tarantulas on somebody's head? No, I haven't. But I you have dumped a bucket of roaches <laughs> on somebody's head. Whose head? My fiance. Oh. <laughs> Is the wedding still on? Yeah. <laughs> what was her reaction? Oh, man. She was, she was asleep. Oh, my. <laughs> so, all right. So he's not a monster, you guys. She was asleep <laughs> right, with all the judgment. Yeah. Oh, that's possibly my, my worst oh, okay. fucking nightmare. Oh, for real? A bucket oh, of roaches? Really? I breed them. I, breed I mean, I love too. them. Never mind. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah it yeah. looks like he's like, all right, cool. I can just go to sleep, daddy. Enjoy. I know so, you do the podcast. <laughs> but honestly, like, why? Why? And what did she do? Um, she had made me mad. I forgot what she did, but she was being like, she was really like pushing my buttons. I was like, all right, I got you, I got you. Wow. And so wow. she came, she I came back from work. She was tired, and I was like, all right, I got you, perfect. I recorded the whole thing. Oh, oh where is <laughs> it? Don't fuck Put with Jalen. <laughs> don't mess with Jalen on any terms whatsoever. If you're his girlfriend, don't. If you gotta fight him, don't. <laughs> He'll come up with creative ways to get you back. It's not like I'm going to kick your ass. It's like, go to sleep. Yeah. See what happens when you wake up. Yeah. National Geographic. Wow. No thanks. Uh, did you say that we had some fan questions, Jake? We did. And um, let's pop up the Kid Chocolate. Qu- oh, okay. Yeah. Pop up the, the question from Kid Chocolate. Kid Chocolate. Nick Kid names. Chocolate, dude. Nick and when names. I saw this, I chose it because, dude, I know this guy. This Ozzy. He's a friend of mine. And his band, Kid Chocolate, is actually really rad. They're from Long Beach. So check out Kid Chocolate, by the way. But he's a huge MMA fan. So when he found out Jalen was going to be on, now look, you already kind of answered this question. He said, who, uh, you know, have you been brought in anywhere to, to act like other fighters? And obviously, you were brought into Ruka to act like you were Anderson Silva to get Michael Bisping ready for that fight. Has there been any other fighters that you've had to... Emulate is that the word? I yeah, think I'm right. Yeah, I hope emulate. to God. Okay, yeah. Um, I trained with uh, Tony Ferguson when he was going to fight Michael Chiesa. Oh, yep, long and lanky. Um, I think that's it. I think those are only two big names. Every, every other camp I've been for myself. And then um, we had another question too. I, I forget the name of the dude, but pop that other one up. So this one's like. It's a double. I don't want to ask you who's the most overrated fighter. I mean, dude, you don't have to answer that because that, you know, that's just. We ain't here. It that. could be mean, okay? <laughs> but he also said, "Who's the most underrated fighter?" And I really liked that because I thought, hey, maybe there's a friend of yours that you'd like to give some shine or tell the people, hey, look out for this guy or this girl that's coming up. Maybe both of you, if there's someone that you want to just put some shine on here today. Roosevelt Roberts. Roosevelt Roberts, what's up with? What, tell us. That's my brother. That's oh, your, nice. he's, up? Up, he's up and coming in the UFC undefeated. Yeah, he just I think fought. He's, yeah, he just fought. I think he's 8 0, 9 0 now. Wow. So, Damn. We, speaking of nicknames, his name's The Predator. I was telling him, bro, you got to change it to The Super Predator. Ooh. There's too many predators. Yeah. The Super Predator. Yep. Hey, there's still time, dude. <laughs> you got the it. Super Predator. I like that. Yeah, yep. the Super Predator. And there was a Super Predator in that last Predator movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The movie overall, a letdown, but there was a Super Predator that came. And kick the shit out of the predator, and then we had to deal with the super predator. Mm-hmm. So I think it's I do time for that. Yeah. yeah, super duper predator. Oh, maybe my keep that. God. What about you, Anthony? Anyone you want to throw some shine on? Instead of throwing shade, throw some shine. shine. Yeah. You know what? Just Jalen Turner. Watch him fight. <laughs> <laughs> but truly, yeah. Jalen Turner. Yeah. Dude, yeah. No such thing as a boring fight with Jalen. Yeah. Every single one. You have not. None of your wins have been. A decision, even no, in your amateurs, no. everything was. I won decisions. Uh, you did, yeah. As two. an amateur, too, yeah, yeah. A lot of first round finishes, dude. All of them. All, yeah. all of them, man. And and I think, man, you have like what is it? You have seven knockouts and and a, and one and one, or one and one submission. submission. Yeah. In his in his eight professional wins, you it just not a, nothing boring going on here. It, it goes back into the feeling out process. Like everyone has a moment or two that you feel out your opponent, but Jalen really gets in there. And I, I feel like you're one of those dudes that just starts throwing things at your opponent and then feels them out on how they react. I feel like they try to fill me out, and then as soon as they try to fill me out, I already capitalize yeah. off of what they do. Dude, nice. the fight before last, Jalen, you you had like just an amazing finish. Dude, yeah, it was like an extended combination, dude. Yeah, it was yeah. beautiful, and you were switching stances while – I mean everything. Switching stances while striking is like – 
you know, people are just kind of getting yeah. onto that. But that's a big part of what you do. And yeah. I mean, I see it in you, man. It's dope. All right. So, so what he, he just can do <laughs> what he can. So, do. It's, you see it. I just tell him he can do it. Give him the confidence and like, give him the, the ability to want to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you just drive him to, to be the guy, the fighter that he wants, that he is. That's it. And that's it. That's, that's it. it. That's it. I that's fight how I train. Yeah. Like yeah. So if I, if I get it dialed in, it's going to come out. And like, mm-hmm. even with my last fight, like, like my knee was injured and, uh, you know, uh, I was like, you know, what? I'm going to still go and take this fight. Like, I don't want to pull out. I had, like, a bunch of, like, personal stuff going on. So I was like, I can't afford to pull out. So mm-hmm. I took that fight anyway. And then I was training really conservatively, like, the last couple of weeks because of my knee. And then, you know, it showed. I hate I hate my last fight. <sighs> I watched it. I watched it one time. I I yeah, watch it. I, I watched it. I mean, it's, it's one. Dude, you landed some great strikes. It was just. He was just pushing, you know, laying yeah. on you against the fence, which is part of the game, dude. Yeah, part of yeah, the exactly. game. And it's a learning thing. And one thing I noticed, too, is you're ridiculously positive. You don't get down on yourself, dude. You, no. In MMA, I love that about MMA. It's like fighters have wins and losses. And, dude, when I grew up in boxing, you know what it was. It was, I'm going to have this new up-and-coming fighter fight a bunch of tomato cans till they're 30 and 0. And yeah. then they might start fighting some real fighters. MMA, dude, we're not going to judge everybody off every loss because there's so many ways to win or lose in MMA. Punches, submit. I mean, the best fighter on earth is going to lose in MMA. It just doesn't matter. There's a million ways to to win or to lose. And we just want to see people that go out there and have a great time and throw down. Obviously, you got to win more than you lose, but that's about it. And and, and um, I've noticed that in, in MMA, I've learned so much about losing and keeping your head up from fighters like Conor McGregor. And, um, you know, I don't just so many fighters in MMA show up to the they'll they'll lose a huge Mm -hmm. fight, the biggest fight of their life. And they'll show up to the press conference 20 minutes later and give you an honest assessment of what happened. And they own their losses and everyone loves them for it. And I I love that MMA brings that into play because boxing was it was like, oh, you've lost once. Bye bye. You're gone. Yeah. Done. You know, it was weird. It's not boxing isn't even like that as much anymore. Yeah. I feel because MMA. The honor's coming back. The yeah. honor's coming back. Throw down. We don't care if you win or lose. Do your best. We love you. Yeah, you know, it's a, like it's a martial arts aspect of, of it. Yeah. Like if you grow up in that in that realm, or if you grow up with that that ability to be like, oh, all right, losing is part of it. If it, you don't want to lose. Fuck yeah. losing. No one wants. No way. Like seriously, fuck losing. Yeah, <laughs> but it's part of it. Yeah. And totally. if you can take that, grab it. You know what you did wrong. Throw it away. Move on. 100%, man. And then respect respect your opponent. Yeah. Like that's, that's the other thing. Dude, I want that drop. That's so brilliantly put because it's like, fuck losing. Don't get us wrong. We don't want to lose. Yeah. But if you tried your best and lost, okay, yeah. let's let's go win the next one. It's like, you know, nobody wants to lose, but there's no, nothing wrong with losing. Mm-hmm. It going, all right, I lost. This is why. Let's get back yeah. in there and work harder. Yeah. And I think MMA showed that to the world yeah i mean it's honestly if you think of it as like if if you lose if you went up and battled against someone and you did your best and he was just he just was a little better that day and you lost but you took what you learned from that and now you're like a little better you actually kind of won you actually won in a way now you're a better person than you were the day before we touched on this you know on another episode you know there's different ways to win you know even when you lose if you take that positively and you grow from that, it's a little bit of a win as well. You know, and the next time you fight, you're going to be a little bit a little bit better than you were. So, you know what? Winning, again, yeah. <laughs> you're, just, you're just winning. Yeah, you never, I mean, that's another Connor. It's a Kavanaugh quote. Yeah. He didn't write the quote, but yeah. you win or you learn. <laughs> that was another quote. MMA just, I think, gives us, as a society, so many, you can, since it's an individual sport and people do win and lose, you rarely see someone like a Khabib that's just winning, 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 yeah. winning. Everyone goes up and down. And we as just humans on, on earth get to watch our favorite fighters win, lose, deal with it, win, lose. And then it, it, it enables us to look at our lives and go, oh, yeah, it's OK to, yeah. you know, lose here and there. Everyone loses in some way yeah. or another in their life or wins. I swear to God, MMA has made me learn how to deal with having a loss yeah. in any way in life. Because I, I look at people like you or Conor McGregor or anyone else who just shows up to the press conference and mm-hmm. just owns it. And I noticed that in your last fight, you know, you lost, your knee was fucked up. So many fighters go into fight. Almost every fighter goes into fights too, with just injuries. You don't train like these dudes train and not have nagging injuries. Sometimes almost blown out knees. He had a surgery right after the fight. 
but you were on Instagram almost immediately just smiles, dude, and only talking about the positive things in your life, your son, your fiance. You're a positive dude, man. You're fun to like follow. I've, I started following you and I'm like, this guy's cool. That's I, awesome. I knew you'd be as cool as, you know, as you are. Yeah, I try to keep it that way. I, you know, I've had like some really low times in my life and, you know, I just try to be like an inspiration to people. Like, you know, like don't let the negatives like overtake everything that you're going to do with your life. And, you know, remember, like you got to keep going forward with anything because there's always going to be highs and lows with, with anything, especially like with, with the martial arts, you get the worst lows. Like I remember... When I was training in, uh, in Jackson's, I came back. I had my first uh, first professional fight, 38-second knockout. And I just thought I was, like, like on top of the world. And I was like, man, I'm ready to be in the UFC already. You know, I just, like, blew my head up so quick. And then when I had my first loss, it was, like, the most devastating loss I ever had. And, like, after experiencing that, I'm just like, you know what? Like, I've dealt with the worst. So, yeah, I stay positive. So, there, yeah, right, man. on top of the world, one fight, and on the bottom, the next. Yeah, exactly. Huh? But you got to find a way to get back in the gym and just get – Focused on the next one. Stay motivated. I, okay, so I, I, we had talked about this for a second earlier because your, your good friend Rick, who was here, he, he, <laughs> he really wanted me to bring this up. This is all on him. I, we have a mutual friend of Anthony and Jalen named Rick, our buddy Rick, um, and he came and gave us a little sliver of knowledge for us to, dro- to just to push forward the here. The name is slipping my mind, but who, who was his last fight? Who was your last fight? Frivola. So do you know what song he walked out to? Nah. It was a Dirty Head song. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> it was a song from Duddy's band. <laughs> Rick really wanted me to let you Wait. know that. I, I was like, did you I know? know. He's like, Dude, so you took part in his win. <laughs> Jalen, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. I'm hurt. Let loose. I'm hurt. Yeah, I didn't know until this nah. today when he Rick just has good that. taste. Like, yeah, 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 you yeah. need to create a song <laughs> called right. The Tarantula. Yeah, and then well, maybe I you promise. too. What's, what do you walk out to? Do you have a song? You change it. Yeah, every single fight I change. Hip hop. What do you walk out to? I know you like hip hop. I see you online. Always. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, My last fight, I walked out to Nipsey Hussle. Okay. Well, yeah. And I saw online too, obviously. Nipsey passed away and he was an inspiration to you. Yeah. To a lot of people. Big inspiration. Yeah. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, I was, man, I'm still, I'm still upset that I fucking lost that fight. Ugh. Still, so it kills me. So, it kills me. would you like attempt for like a rematch on that, or just move forward? It wouldn't even be worth it. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. it's, it's yeah. Forward, right? If I'm healed up, it's not even worth it. Yeah, yeah, it's onward. Even out. for me, like, because I wasn't able to make the fight. Yeah. Oh yeah, you. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I blame him a little bit too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but he had a son so. for a very <laughs> selfish reason yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> Going back to teamwork. I mean, trying to convince my wife. I'm like, hey, he's. Son's here. Can I go? <laughs> yeah. It's also, like, dude, a couple days. I had a Anthony and I. I had I had a son, you guys, five weeks ago. I haven't talked about Yee! it on the show, but Ooh, Anthony, thank you. Um, and Jalen has a has a daughter on the way. Yeah. But dude, nice. Anthony and I, Anthony and I had a, we both had our first child. Both had yep. a boy. Three days apart from each other at the same hospital, and we just found out right now that we were both in that hospital same on the day. same day, and we didn't even cross paths. But yeah, we both had a son three days apart. Yeah, I was going out, you were coming in. Damn, that's what's yeah. You were leaving, and I was. My wife was doing all the hard work, pushing a baby out. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. So with him, me not being there, I was like yelling on the couch. Like my, I'm like holding my son, my like oh. three, like four day old son. I'm like, what is going on here? I'm like, like. Looking at him, I'm like, this is not the Jalen that I know. I'm like, oh. he's not going through his through his motions or anything like that. He just looked like flat on his feet. I'm like, what? I'm like, okay, scrap this fight. This this fight doesn't even matter. Move forward. It, yeah, just mm-hmm. let it go. Move on from here. I, I talked to him right after the fight. I gave him a call, kind of just little little wind down on the on the phone call. Make sure he's all right mm-hmm. mentally because it, it is it is one of the biggest things like mental fucks that you can possibly have going into a fight you have a four to five week buildup of like i'm training i'm doing this i'm cutting weight cutting weight's a motherfucker oh my god let's not even talk about that yeah i remember seeing (laughs) a couple of my friends in high school sorry to cut you off that were on the wrestling team and it was like weight cutting time they would just be walking around school like a zombie just real quick how you guys do it wrestling coach at my high school Tito Ortiz. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. Uh, beyond that, he, well, he, was, he was 19, and, yeah. and I, we, his first fight happened when he was the coach at Marina High School. That's dope. Weird, right? Yeah, yeah, but anyway, so cutting away is the worst. Yeah. Everyone fucking knows that. So seeing all that stuff, I was like, all right, just make sure he's all right. Every, I, we knew the situation going into it, too, Like, and he was perfectly fine with me not being there. I really wasn't. 
But <laughs> <laughs> I really wasn't, but you know. Yeah, but yeah, he need, but What are you going to say, like, right? It is what it is. Hey, you, have, you have stuff outside of fighting that's going on that you need to take care of and yeah. you, you, you need to provide. You need to do certain things to, to make everything work around that. So, and he still has, it's not like he's done. Like this oh, fight no. doesn't, like, no. this is not uh, any, in any way, like a, vis- a visual of like what he's capable of doing. No way. So it's like when he comes back, we're going to get back to it. He's recovering from that knee injury. Yeah. We get back to work and he's going to climb that ladder. I can't wait to come back. Yeah. Oh, I bet you're firing inside. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. I, I can only imagine when if you lose a fight, especially like that, you didn't get your ass kicked. No. Not at all. In fact, you landed strikes every time distance was closed. But obviously, knowing that your knee was fucked up, you, you dig for underhooks. You try what you can. But, dude, knee being fucked up. Is the worst yeah. <laughs> possible shit you could walk. Everyone, yeah, mess up your knee and then think about fighting. You know, no. horrifying. You know, so so that sucked. Yeah, but yeah. you must. Yeah. Do you just burn inside for however many months it lasts until you get to get in there and just erase that memory? Yeah, yeah. I actually, speaking of my first loss, I actually took a fight like a month later. And ever since I was like, you know what, like I just oh, gotta I like see. learn to let it, you know, let, let it build it, up, and yeah. I can't just jump back into a fight, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, like this one is bugging me. Like I'm itching to train, I'm itching to get back in the gym. Like I just, you know, like I, it wasn't me. Like after watching the fight, like this, it just wasn't me. I should have put him out. But again, sometimes <laughs> in MMA, you guys, it's like up and coming yeah. fighters. You have a family to provide for. Yeah. You only get paid if you fight, and you have to pay to do training camps most of the time. You know. So if you don't fight, you don't get paid. So a lot of times these fighters, even if they're severely injured, you have to fight or rent doesn't get paid. And sometimes you have to unfortunately walk in there not even close to 100%. And you you have to deal with whatever happens. Things people don't don't think about. Things people don't think about. So when you're yelling at the screen going, come on, fuck just you don't even know. The guy could be missing a toe. You don't know, dude. (laughs) Did you ever ever fight as well? You did? I fought too. Now, you know, training – because it sounds like that was probably pretty stressful not being there and having to watch and fight. Do, do you think you got more anxiety and stressed oh, out before I, your fights or before your your friends' fights or you know people you're training fights? Anytime I went into anything, I knew I had full control of my my emotions and what I'm doing. Yeah. With them, it's like oh, like, like I've I've I've, uh, <laughs> I've put it down to where I can fucking calm calm myself down to a certain extent. Yeah. And then like with coaches too, it's it's easy to move on to the next like. I have Jalen. I have another guy fighting the next week, type of deal. But I'm so invested in these guys, yeah. and I I pick I get to pick and choose who I work with too. It's like I'm not just being like I don't have a huge camp that I work with. I don't have like guys that I'm like consistently like. All right, we have three guys fighting on this card. We have nine guys fighting on this card. Like I'm just one on one with this guy. I want to build his career. I want to I want to work with maybe two or three other fighters, and that's it. You're invested, and I'm invested. Yeah. My wife sees it. She's like, why do you fucking care about these guys more than me sometimes? I'm like, that's not, that's not the case. Yeah. But it might seem like that, it. but I put a lot into you it. It's my, it's my time. It's it's my knowledge. It's it's yeah. everything I, I, like, I get invested. So, yeah. yeah I, well, it seems like you really yeah. care about yeah. it too, you know? I, I call them all the time. I yeah. try to show up. I'm... Yeah, I want to make sure their mental state is better than their their physical state. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, so, that's, that's a big the biggest deal. thing. But like, the mental side of everything and fighting—that's like the number one thing for sure. But yeah, fighting-wise, I, I was like, I was cool with me. I'm like, I know I'm going in. I know what I'm capable of doing. If this guy hurts me, it's not the end of the world. I'm sure my co- like now I knew what my coaches were going through when <laughs> when they would see me. They were like, pick up your hands. You're getting hit in the face. I'm like, guy doesn't hurt me though. So when they do it, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm yeah. saying the exact same things that my coach. I'm like. Just pick up your hands a little bit, throw that jab, do this, do that. Give them like little cues and stuff. But yeah, especially when I first started coaching, I was like, you feel that heartbeat racing. Now it's like, I don't want them. I don't want them to feel that vibe from me. Like if I'm nervous or if I'm anxious, like I want them to know that I'm confident in their, in their abilities. Yeah. And then too, like, unless, unless we haven't worked together a lot in camp or anything like that, that's the only time I'm not like, I am nervous. Like even when yeah. he was out there without me, I was like, "All right, we worked. We worked enough in camp. We did certain things. Like I know there's certain circumstances that he has going on with, but he's with ready. injuries. But he's ready. When I saw him not do, do this, anything do we it, train, I was like, <laughs> oh, head exploding. Oh but, I was like, it's, but I'm like, all right, that's that. It that's happened. That. We can't take that back. It is what it is." You kind of you'll dwell on it for the next couple of weeks. Him as a fighter, he'll dwell on it a little bit more. I'll be upset for a week, 
I'm calling him when I'm in the hospital, like uh, making like <laughs> when he's making his weight cut, texting him when I'm in the hospital, like holding a little baby, I'm like swaddling and like have him on speaker. Oh man, <laughs> dude, but it's, it's like a parent-child relationship oh, it almost, is, yeah, and yeah. you know because okay, everyone who's a parent, you know when your when your child is sick, you're like, I wish I could just take the sickness yeah. and I'll deal with it. That's kind of what Anthony was saying, right? It's like when you're walking into the ring. Yeah. You're like, whatever happens, I'll mentally deal with it. But when he's walking into the ring, when Jalen's walking yeah. in there or any of your other fighters, yeah. it's almost like you're a parent. You're like, I don't want Jalen to have to experience anything yeah. bad. I, I'm more nervous for him walking yeah. in there than I would be for myself. That seems like what yeah. you're saying, right? Because like you said, you can control your emotions. Yeah. You don't want him to be sad or yeah. hurt or uh, alone. And another thing with fighting, why it is so emotional you don't have a team like Duddy touched on earlier. If you lose on a baseball team, you lose with, well, there's nine players on the field. There's a bunch of, you might lose or win with 20 guys. It's easier to accept. Also in baseball, there's a hundred million games. You, you lose a game, you wake up the next morning, here's a chance to make it right. You hit a home run, yeah. you're like, woo! You yeah. lose as a fighter. You have five times to get up to the bat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You strike out, you'll yeah. be up in an hour. You yeah. make it right. Yeah. You're a fighter and you have a, an outing that, that you're not happy with. You have to sit there for months until you can make that shit right. No. It's you know it's a whole different ball wow, game, man. man. I never even thought of it. Oh, you get you can't erase the memory that everyone has of you until the next time you sign a fight and get in there. So it's this whole thing. It's this whole mental yeah. thing. That is cool. Sports, but wildly different. Yeah, Team yeah. sports and individual sports. Whether yeah. it's you're a tennis player, a boxer, anything where you walk out there alone and lose, and you got months till the next time you can show yourself. Rough. It's, it's a different thing. Yeah, it, it, it eats away at you for sure. You're making him feel right now. I know. Yeah. He's like, I gotta get out of here. I gotta I know, dude. Give me that contract. Dude, I right was now. feeling it as you were saying. As you were saying that shit, I was like living it. Yeah. So I'm hoping the listeners will go yeah. through that too, and they'll 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 look at MMA fighters in a different yeah. way. Yeah. And every one of you, go follow Jalen Turner right now and start supporting because this is a young man. He's 24. Yeah. I don't know who said he was 25 or <laughs> like an idiot, but he's 24, dude, and, and you are in a in, a, in the division. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. there's just nothing but people to fight in that lightweight division. I can't wait. I can't oh, wait yeah. to clear it out. Oh, dude, oh, it's on. I can't wait, too. And you're 24, dude. You're, you're going to be a welterweight before this shit's over. Yeah. You might be a middleweight. I'm, I might be a, I'm, I'm a middleweight right now. <laughs> <laughs> you are, huh? Yeah. I'll, pff, How much do you cut for normal? normally? I used to walk around at 175, but after after this pregnancy, my fiance she's pregnant right now. So every pregnancy she's had, I've got I've gained weight, and this one I'll, I'll, I hit 190. Whoa! Yeah. And he fights you guys at 155. God damn! <laughs> and he once 56. All right, you get a, a pound leeway until you're fighting for that title, which you will. But damn 150. Yeah. Can I tell Woo. him a little bit about the first weight cut we had? Oh yes. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh no. you know what? Is this? Do you have another story for Bandcamp, or no. or should we do this one for Bandcamp? You, can, you have another one. Uh, we'll do this one for Bandcamp. That's all right. Yeah. We have the segment, Daddy. Go for it. Yeah. Uh, we always have a segment on the show called One Time at Bandcamp, and we give you know our guests just a chance to tell just a really cool or funny or inspirational story or whatever from you know their path to here. So play that tune. Oh, and this one time at Bandcamp. That's it. That's it. It's, the one, it's the one drop we have, dude. We're real fucking yeah. proud of it. That's a good one. Yeah, I made it myself. So we head out to Australia. So he's fighting out there. And uh, so this is our first, like, full camp that we work together with. And I'm, I'm cornering him. So we get out there. And he's like, we get out there 10, uh, was it 10 days before the fight? So get acclimated. Make sure we're out, out there a little bit early. That's and a 12-hour difference? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you got to get yeah, out there early yeah. to get your sleep right. Yeah. So we get out there, and he's like, he's he's pretty good with his weight at this point, and we so we still have probably like 15? like fifteen, sixteen pounds to cut. And I'm like, all right, like talking to him a little bit. I'm like, how are you doing on like your water loading, your your uh, your food and stuff like that? He's like, good, good. I usually like cut out like food like three days before. I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm all. What are you talking about? Three days? You cut out food? Like, I'm like, what are you doing? And so I'm like, just listen to me. This is how we're going to do it. Wait, you just fast for three days? <laughs> kind of. Oh, my God. Yeah, I get, I get real nervous, like, towards the end of the cut. Like, if my weight doesn't come off and, like, I like feel like I have to, like, 
like not eat so I can like just see it like drop off and if mm-hmm. I feel like my stomach gets full I can just mess it with my head right. like my last weight cut was crazy but continue yeah oh man so we're we're, we're uh, we get out there we go do our little grocery shopping get him his like water and stuff like that so we have it like set set aside so he's doing his water loading uh I go down there. I'm telling him all this stuff. I'm like, listen, you can eat. We go train. We go eat. You need the energy. You need that fuel to burn off whatever you need. And he's like kind of looking at me like, you sure this is coming off? Like, And I'm like, I've worked with the best. We're going to be able to do it. And he's like, just looking at him like, we're going to do this, this, and this. He's eating. And I bring him a, a nice like bowl of like quinoa and uh, avocado. Chick- we got luckily. Chicken quinoa yeah, salad. Yeah, chicken quinoa salad. Nice. So he has a he's like, he's like, can I eat? All of this? <laughs> just looking at him, I'm like, yeah, eat all of it. You need the fuel. He's like, this is a lot, though. Like, this is a, he's like, I don't think I'm going like, to, like, I could see the wheels in his head spinning. Like, I'm not going to make it. I'm not, like, you're feeding oh, me, right, you're feeding me right now, and I, I'm not going to make this. He's like, I've already drank, like, a gallon and a half of water, and, like, and you're telling me I can eat. I'm like, yeah, you're going to burn it off. Like, we need to first work off that, work it off, and then we'll suck it out of you, like, suck the water out of you. And you could tell, like, and then all of a sudden, like, he's like, I'm not, I'm not really losing. We'd be losing, like, one, two pounds. I'm like, trust me, you're going to be fine. <laughs> like, one, two pounds at a time. And he'd, like, be eating and drinking. And he's like, it's coming back on. Yeah. It's coming back on. I can't. <laughs> Just I don't weighing know what's going yourself on. every yeah. 20 minutes. Yeah, that's what he's doing. <laughs> sounds like everybody's wife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. Oh, don't even I bring them into this. The they, they hate the fact that we can lose, like, 10 pounds in a yeah. day. Oh. Show me how to do that. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. it's temporary, baby. Yeah. You don't want to do this. And so, next thing you know, it's like as we get closer and closer, he's like, "All right, we're only like twelve pounds away, ten pounds away." And with the weight cut, the weight's like finally coming off, and he's just like, "Oh, all right." And then I give him more, like go down, get him more food and stuff like that. He's like, "I don't know, should I? I can't eat this. I have my protein bars. This is what I don't leave. Like, don't even fucking touch your protein bars. Sugar <laughs> ass yeah. protein bars. Don't you fucking touch your protein bars. Have your little uh. almond butter, whatever you want, yeah. but." Don't eat your protein bars. And then finally, like, he's like, oh, he started, you could see it, like, believing, like, yeah. he's coming out, like, you because we, sh- we were sharing a room, too, so make sure he's, like, like on point. And you can hear him, like, peeing like a fucking racehorse in the, <laughs> in the bathroom, just like, shh, shh. I'm like, oh, there, he's like, well, there I, just lo- I just lost two pounds. I'm like, yeah, it's going to come off. And then we'd go hit the sauna or steam room, and you see it, like, more. And he, that was probably the best weight cut you had. Yes. Wait. <laughs> My last one was the best one. I had. Okay. So I was talking to the people at the PI. There you go. And they oh. like they they did it, they did it a different way. Like the eating was the same thing because they were talking about gut rot and like you know mm-hmm. they got the scientists and everything. Everything he was mm-hmm. telling me, so I was already used to that part. But they told me to water load three days before the weight cut. So I drank like three gallons of water and I was like 178 like like and it freaked me out I was like oh shit wow. I'm gonna make this cut <laughs> and so our listeners might not be MMA guys so the PI is the UFC Performance Institute yes. it's like an institute in Las Vegas that, that the UFC made it's a huge compound where fighters that have fights coming up they're allowed to just go train there for free and they'll have nutritionists on site that will help you out and and explain to them what maybe water loading is is that just drinking so much water rather than eating it's drinking. It's drinking a lot of water to flush your system out. To flush your system. Yeah. So it, it gets it pulls everything out of your out of your system. So yeah, I did that, and then I started tapering off my water. And I normally do that like like the Sunday of the cut, and then I cut down until Friday. So they were telling me to do it like two days. Like I think it was Tuesday. I was doing that, and it freaked me out. Cause I was so heavy still. So like a couple days later than you would have normally started yeah. water loading. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, all right, that was new. And I was trying to cut my weight. And usually, like, when I go to sleep, I, like, I wake up, like, a pound or two lighter. And I did that the day uh, the day before weigh-ins. And I didn't wake up lighter. And oh. I was like, oh, shoot. I was like, man, I got to cut this weight. And I was like, you know what? I went to the, the little single sauna, sat in there 30 minutes, and I was 156. It was a little hard, but I made it. Wow. But when I re- uh, rehydrated that fight, I, went, I, I rehydrated to 182 the night I fought. That's another thing a lot of people don't know. Like these dudes, will, they'll or or ladies, they will cut down you guys to like an unhealthy weight just to make that one fifty five or one fifty six. If it's a title fight, you have to make one fifty five if that's the weight class. If it's not a title fight, you get awarded an extra pound leeway. Some of these dudes are. What did you say you were one ninety? I'm one ninety right 190. now. One ninety. 
We got a light heavyweight. No, almost. But, <laughs> the, but uh, 190, <laughs> he's going to fight his next fight at 155, you guys. And and he's not a small dude, you know. 6'3". And 6'3", <laughs> 155. So the next day, once you make weight, if you're allowed to start eating or taking in any type of calories, they'll balloon up. Some of these fighters will be 20 pounds heavier the next day at the fight. You, you weighed in at 155, you're fighting at 175. Sometimes. Easily. Easily, every right? Time. Every time. That's yeah. easy. Yeah. Especially for a guy with your size. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, dude, all these things, when you watch MMA, please everybody appreciate what these fighters are going yeah. through. And and here's the deal. You could say something like, well, they don't have to cut down that. Well, well, if you don't cut to 55, watch then you're fighting. Watch my UFC debut. <laughs> yeah. Really? What, uh, what, what, what happened? I Did you fight at, at 170? I Damn. And you were fighting a guy who was 250 that was cutting down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you won that fight. No, oh, no, 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 no. Your UFC debut. Yeah, debut. Oh, I thought you said fight debut. Uh-uh. Oh, you fought yeah. at 170 in that debut? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Against Damn. the Beast who just fought this past weekend. And and got yeah. another TKO. Oh, yeah. Vicente? Yeah, Vicente. Oh, Luque, dude. Vicente Luque. That guy's a just... You fought him in your first UFC fight, yeah. <laughs> wow. 20 pounds, 15 pounds up. You guys, please respect every one of these fighters <laughs> and what they do. <laughs> Bruh, you're, you're injured, you're cutting weight, and then you're walking into a ring, sh- stripped naked almost, and throwing down with someone who trains their whole life to, to kick ass, thing. dude. Yep. I mean, just, I don't know if there's any other athletes that are just putting it on the line like MMA fighters. It's crazy. It is indeed. So what's up? Before we end the show, did you guys have anything? I know you got a CBD company. Did you want oh, yeah. to you you hit stuff. that up at all? Or? Yeah, yeah. Go for it. Yeah. So we got a relaunch coming in in the next month or so. Uh, it's called the Antidote Active Recovery. So it's just a little uh, two-and-a-half-ounce shot, uh, water-soluble soluble CBD and curcumin in it, and then just with uh, nootropic that'll help. You focus and get that brain function right. Nice. Perfect yeah. for college kids, I Perfect take it. Perfect for college kids. Oh, Perfect yeah. for everybody. Perfect Dude, for everybody. Tell yeah. them what you told us. It was essentially like almost liquid. Ri- what is it? Tell You say it. I'm, I don't, <laughs> yeah, I might say the wrong word. I don't want to be... Yeah, I don't know. Adderall. <laughs> See, dude, look at me, dude. I'm like, it's liquid heroin, everybody. Oh, damn. No, it's like Adderall. It's like a focus, but it's also CBD, so yeah, that helps and it's with... it's not going to give you that come down or, or anything like that. And it's a it's a better uh, system, like straight through, through with the liquid. It's going to get into your gut lo- a lot quicker, and your your ability to focus, man. That's How awesome, do you take man. it? When, when do you take it, and what for? I usually take it in the mornings, uh-huh. or prior to training, or anything like that. And it's the antidote. The antidote, active recovery. The, is there like a, can they find it online? Yeah, and, you can find it uh, right now. We're on Instagram, and then if you want to find us online, it's antidotear.com. AntidoteAR.com. We'll put that link up, obviously, in the bio and everything. And uh, is anything else like a personal company that you're working with? What about you? I think, and I just saw you just, hey, can you pop up? Thank you. Perfect. Terp House. And look at that, dude. Tarantula on the shoulder. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Just so you guys don't think we're liars. What's up with Terp House? Uh, that's, that's my CBD sponsor. Nice. Yeah. So uh, I I went to the office and I brought my little tarantula in there and then I was like, they freaked out. Everybody freaked out. It was so fun. <laughs> Everyone that probably freaks. Amazing. You see someone with a parrot on your shoulder. You're like, oh, you see a tarantula. People just run. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very different. But that's cool. So CBD, you guys. Check it out. It man. works. I mean, in general, but definitely check out their brands and we'll put all the, the, the app mentions and we have CBD Koi right here. I mean, CBD works. You have MMA fighters that, yeah. that love it. I mean, it helps so much for inflammation. If your knees are hurting, everything, CBD is oh, yeah. a miracle. Yeah. Concussions. Yeah. Concussion, yeah. really? So it, it actually like will help oh, yeah. with brain? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. That's why. That's the number one reason why I started taking it. Yeah. Um, actually, um, my first training camp with Anthony, I, had, I got a concussion before the training uh like before, like three weeks before the fight, I had I didn't take CBD for about a week, and then I went. I hit up uh, I hit up Turp House, and I was asking him like, "Hey, um, like like how many droppers do I have to take per day?" He just told me to take three uh, for three days, and then it should it should subside, and then it was gone after that. Even before awesome. I spar, I always take a I take a dropper. So you were feeling some sort of effects from just getting your brain rattled around too much in training, and yeah, and it helped. Yeah, no, that's great. I do the dropper every day, and I. You know, I played baseball my whole life growing up, mm-hmm. and I had got tendonitis in my wrist and in my uh, elbow. And sometimes now on the road, especially if it's like winter, and we're playing, I'm playing like guitar every night, and like it'll act up. And I got the CBD like cream I'll put on, and man, like the next day I'm just like, ah, oh, that's better. 
feels. I mean, it's not perfect, but it's an improvement, and it's a lot better than popping a bunch of you know, bunch Tylenols of pills, yeah. or something. So yeah, if you haven't really gotten into the CBD products, check it out. There's so many good brands out there, especially Koi. Check out Koi. Uh, but yeah, no, <laughs> <Beverage>. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool, man. And it, yeah. All right, there we go. They just they just cut us. Yeah, off dude. Right it, there, it's like the no. we just got played off the stage. Oh look, no. now oh, Ashton okay. tried to save himself. Ashton on the boards, everybody taking <laughs> liberties, taking liberties. Yeah. All right, go ahead. On that note, thanks to Ashton running the board. Thanks to everyone here at uh, Reamp Studios. Uh, you know what? And, and thanks to Cutlass.com, CutlassBrand.com. Check them out. They were a big sponsor of this episode and every episode. If you need some new cool gear, go to CutlassBrand.com and check it out. And follow both of these dudes online, especially, man, support Jalen Turner and all his fights coming up, the Tarantula. We're going to get him a Dirty Head song to come out to. I'm down. Damn, you better write something called I'm the Tarantula. Write him a song, Ashton, Daddy. play it again. We're, we need Yeah, Ashton, music. continue yeah. playing it. Yeah, there oh, yeah, we go. Okay. This is the Oscars when you get played off. I'd like to thank my, my agent. You're naming a bunch of people no one's heard of on. Yeah. Kevin, Kevin Flannery. My, like, who the fuck? I'd like to thank the teachers and faculty. Oh, the faculty uh, and staff. Uh, but yeah, uh, if, you, if you've been listening to Feeling Good and you like it, go check us out on all your favorite platforms. Uh, you got your, your Apple app. You got your uh, Spotify. You got your whatever you know where it's at go check it out like it give us five stars comment you enjoy it bye thank you so much anthony thank you so much Jalen. yeah